Hello, and welcome to the Unique CPA with your host, Randy Crabtree. We're committed to creating a thriving community of accounting professionals who are physically and mentally healthy, fulfilled, and energized by their work. Our ultimate goal is to elevate the reputation of the accounting profession and vastly improve the lives of those in it. The Unique CPA is brought to you by Trimerit, the specialty tax professionals. Today, our guest is Amy Vether. Amy has an interesting tagline on everywhere you see uh, uh, things written about Amy. She's a CPA, a yogi, and a technologist, which is, we'll have to talk about the the combination of those three. It's somewhat today. A few other things on Amy. She's creator of the B3 Method. She hosts the Breaking Beliefs podcast. She's a speaker, an author, a highly recognized uh, person in the profession through uh, Counting Today and uh, most influential people in accounting through most powerful women in accounting. I can go on and on. Uh, I want to give Amy some time to talk. So, Amy, welcome to the Unique CPA. Well, thank you, Randy. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this ever since you and I talked. Where were we? Louisville or is that VA America? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it was. I lose. I lose track of cities that, uh, exactly. and I'm sure you do too. <laughs> um, but we were in Louisville talking, and I think you spoke at the event. I spoke at the event. You hosted a uh, a yoga session in in the morning of, or at least one of the mornings there, which I unfortunately wasn't able to attend. But man, it was a good time, and it was great to talk to you there. So some things I said. You got the CPA, the yogi, the technologist. Why don't you give us a quick explanation of? I mean, do you meld these together. Some, I mean, obviously that is who you are, and so that's yeah. why it's listed. But um, what's the interaction between those three things? Well, I think the whole person. Yep. And you know, for a long time in my career, I kept my world separate and felt like you know, one world wouldn't be accepting of another world and so forth. People just see you as you in that world. And I remember uh, it was probably early in my yoga teaching career. So probably like in my early 30s, I was teaching a yoga class. And at the time I had an accounting practice and a client walked in to the class and they were like, oh my goodness, you're the yoga teacher? (laughs) And then everybody's ears were kind of perking up that were my students in the class. And, you know, my clients started talking about some things about, you know, her business. And they're like, wait. So then the students in the class were like, you're a CPA? And I'm like, yep. And they're like, my father's a CPA. My husband's a CPA. You know, this person's a CPA. And it actually started bonding everybody more, knowing all sides. And that was something I think in different generations that, you know, in accounting, when I started, it was very much navy blue suits. You had a certain way of being at work and and what was accepted at work. And so when I started opening myself up to bring in all sides, that's when you really feel at home at work, I think. Yep. So, so you and I are on the exact same page with that. Uh, I'm not sure if you've listened to the show, so I'm not going to ask you the question, but one of my, I, and if I don't say this now, anybody that is a listener will think, well, Randy had a perfect opportunity to talk about John Garrett there. Have you been, yeah. do you know, John, if oh, yeah. have you been on his show? Yeah. Yes. I figured you're a perfect candidate for, for John's <laughs> show. And, and what's your and? Was and yoga for you or did you have a different and? Uh, uh, bass guitar. But, oh, see, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're multifaceted, multiple ands. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, John is somebody that uh, when you were talking there, I'm just thinking that's exactly that message that he's saying is to be your whole self, bring your whole self to work. And the, so that's awesome. I'm, I, I love that story that, uh, you know, this light bulb went off and now, hey, boom, I can I can be the yogi and the CPA and the technologist and the bass guitarist and the mom and the weather, you know, all these things in one. So, so that's awesome. And say it and say it out loud. <laughs> yes. You know, and so I think, a lot of times we don't actually say those things out loud or talk about those things. And I know even still I'll, you know, speak at a CPA firm and when they introduce me, they're like, and she's a yogi. I mean, what sounds strange about that? And it's like, it's not strange. It's just, <laughs> we yeah. all have another side to us. Right. And when you open up that other side, other people start telling you, there are other sides as well, even if it's not the same thing. They're like, oh, you know, I love the paint. I love to this, you know, and, and that's, you know, much more bonding conversation than, you know, trying to keep that mask up at work. I agree completely. It's uh, I would guess that if you ask people about me, they'll as much as anything, they'll say, oh, he's that craft beer guy. Um, you know, <laughs> rather than the CPA or the podcast host or whatever. And so yeah. just because that's the fun things to talk about when you're, although I love talking about the things we're talking about today, but yeah. So, okay, we're, we can go on tangents. I could talk about this all day. Um, <laughs> and that's awesome. That's a great start. We, we, this is like, you know, we are going. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's what happens when you talk to another podcast host. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, at some point, I do probably want to talk about Breaking Beliefs because I love the name of the podcast, too. In fact, let's do it. Let's talk it now. So so give me a breakdown of the podcast, Breaking Beliefs, and, and what the goal there and, and, and what you talk about with your guests. Yeah. So that really originated because of the book that's going to be launching in a couple weeks. And the book is all about these belief systems that we carry with us that we often don't even recognize mm. that are generational patterns or beliefs people have told us to believe. And we start thinking they're our beliefs, but not sure when we question it. Are they our beliefs or not our beliefs? And when I started the process, this book really, I've been writing for over 17 years, even though it's my third book. Mm -hmm. It's the one that I've had to have the most courage to put out into the world because it's very personal. And I've been writing stories about, you know, if I ever wrote the book in my phone for 12 years. <laughs> and then the book writing process, because it's such a, it's a much deeper book, has taken five years of just going back and forth, making sure everything was right. And through that process, I really decided to start the podcast. And I, I think I started the podcast. I think it's been three years, if not longer wow. at this point. We have over 125 episodes at this point. So it's kind of flown. Uh, and I really created it about breaking these belief systems and interviewing people about their life stories and kind of where the belief systems came from as you grow and learn and become a leader and so forth you decide whether to question those beliefs or not, or whether they're serving you or patterns of behavior that show up. And so that's really what that podcast is about is everybody that comes on talks about their life story and uh, the beliefs that have served them, but also that they've had to break free from as well in order to achieve the success that they have. Yeah, that that's awesome. And, and we should say that the book is Disconnect to Connect, 
Mm-hmm. It's called Disconnect to Connect, Tap into the Power Within You to Create the Life You Desire. Nice. Well, I already I signed up to get on the uh, the, the pre-order list or whatever it Thank is. You. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Just the name by itself. It's like, okay, this is also things I feel like I talk about all the time. At least from yeah. that, disconnecting to connect is cool. That, and so I want to share one story because I'm the host, I can do this. But <laughs> that uh, um personally, because when you were talking, I started thinking, you know what, what beliefs have I had to, you know, um overcome? And one of them that really people know in the past, I had a stroke and my stroke created some mental health issues and boom, I'll pass that. But one of the things that that did for me is it made me look and said, what do I like doing? What don't I like doing? Uh, What is my uh, identity? And for the longest time, I thought my identity was I'm an entrepreneur. I start a business. I run a business. And and that's really Mm -hmm. not it. I can start a business. I don't have to run the business. I found out. And boy, when I gave up managing partner role of Trimerit, everything just took off for me personally, for the business. And and I got to do what I love, which is sitting talking yeah. to Amy Vetter and everybody else that's <laughs> on this podcast and just be out uh, communicating and educating. And it just is such a change. Every day is awesome. And, and that was not always the case when I was managing partner. So I love that topic. Well, and and I want to say about that is that process is not easy to let go of things we define ourselves by and these titles that we try to earn or, you know, succeed with. I know I had a similar experience when I sold my first business. That was my accounting practice. And the day after I sold it, I realized I was really depressed. (laughs) I was you know, sitting at breakfast, like not wanting to move when I thought I would be really happy about, right. you know, cause I had started to move in to a role within to it. So it was a transition in my career. I was basically starting over, um, you know, not over, over, but it was a whole new, a new direction career yep. for me, which I'm glad that I did. But at the moment I was like, I've always defined my, like my business was like a part of me yep. and now who am I? Yep. And I have a great podcast about this one topic about who am I? And it's with a psychiatrist. His name's Dr. Keith Bernardo. And he talked about this story about when he was young, his father had um, had a near-death experience. Then his father, when he got healthy again, sat Keith and his sister down, who were about you know, 9, 10, 11, that kind of age, and said, who are you? So Keith said, I'm a football player. And he's like, what do you like about football? And he's like, I love winning games. He's like, what do you love about winning games? And he's like, I love, you know, getting down the field, scoring the goals. He's like, what do you love about that? And he's like, I love figuring out the plays and how we get it and the strategy behind it. He's like, so you're not just a football player. You're curious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't define ourselves at that base level. And when we get out of alignment of curiosity for him, then he's not going to be happy. Right. Right. And it's not about the title. And when we can get away from the title and that whole perception of ourselves, which is ego, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, it's, it's holding on to, you know, some, you know, false perception of ourselves that we can get to the root of who we are and to make sure we are happy and we are in alignment 
with what we're doing, with the work we're doing in our personal life, all of those things. Yeah. So to what you just said there, I mean, if people ask me what I do, I don't have a description for who I am or what I do. It just, I, I go out and I educate, I guess. And, but it's not, I don't have a title. I'm like, what is my title? I guess I don't have a title. I don't want a title, you know, (laughs) because I don't, and and maybe that's because when I had the title managing partner, I thought that's who I was. Maybe subconsciously, I'm like, I don't want a title now. I'm like, and then I was thinking, well, my chief education officer, no, I don't want that. (laughs) That sounds weird. So yeah, I like that. You know, getting rid of that, uh, you know, identity as your title or whatever it is and and just Mm -hmm. go do the things you want. Well, and it just always drives the wrong behavior in the end, if that's the goal, because it's not out of purpose. It can make you behave in ways that maybe you don't want to behave or drive health issues, like you said, or something that really isn't what makes you happy. And so this is really what the book is about, is getting to those things that make you happy and being okay with it. And, you know, a lot of my story is that I was trying to please other people mm-hmm. for so much of my life that when I got to that deep therapy and trying to unravel and on top of it with yoga and all the self-work and learning, and it never ends, there's never an ending. It's just awareness that you're achieving because things will always shift. But being okay, if what you are is not what people expect or might think less of you have to be okay with who you are and be proud of your life like the only person living your life is you and so you know the way I really look at this book is almost like a prequel to business balance bliss so I wrote that book five years ago but this was the work I had to do prior to it and people would always ask me with that book you know how did you get there how did you know how did you and, and this is really the deep work, you can't just surface level anything. You have to sit in the muck. You have to go through the hard stuff in order to really uncover. We've got so many layers inside of us. And as we experience life, different layers pop off and different layers come back on. And we have to constantly be aware and shift, but know to shift and have that self-awareness that we need of how we affect others. And be true to your true self, I would guess, is the, you yeah. know, don't try to be something you're not, be the something that makes you happy. I, I That sounds interesting to me. I don't know how to do that. I guess I do. I have done it. So, um, yeah. So you just mentioned the Business Balance and Bliss, which was your first book, right? It's mm-hmm. also the Business Plus Balance Equals Bliss. And then you have the yeah. B3 method and a lot of things built off of that. Why don't we expand on that? What is that whole concept? So it's really what I, you know, encapsulate as creating work-life harmony and, you know, going through life as a CPA and executive and, you know, entrepreneur, all of those things are so stressful. And I remember people would, you know, talk about work-life balance and I'm like, I don't get what they're talking about. <laughs> like, and then you start feeling bad about yourself and so forth. And and as I started putting more practices in my life to disconnect and give myself space, that's where I coined the term work-life harmony instead of balance, because it really is the ebb and flow of each day and not putting that pressure on yourself. Because once you start putting pressure on yourself, you're not getting the benefit 
of the balance. You know, all the research around work-life balance is it's not about the quantity of time, it's the quality. Mm -hmm. And so even if it's two minutes in the middle of your day, if you're able to release your mind and take away some of the stress or get back to your breath or whatever you have to do to keep your energy where you want it to be for your day, that's work-life harmony. And so rather than putting all this pressure on yourself about, well, someone else looks like they've got it and I don't have it, or I can't keep up. I've got kids. I've got this. I've got that. There's always two minutes. Right. And so it's finding, you know, those moments in our day so that we can reset. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, either we have the same mind or we, because um, <laughs> I do this. And when we were in Louisville together, I was doing the presentation on mental health. But the one thing I talk about there is just, you know, simple little things you can do. And exactly what you said, you know, close your computer for a minute and just take five deepest breaths. Don't eat air desk. Take a walk and leave your phone behind. Disconnect. Let your mind refresh. All these things that you can do to be a better work-life harmony. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I love that. So so now, you know, you're not just coined this term and the, the B3 and all this, you're out educating on this. And so who's bringing you in? Are these CPA firms, businesses in general, accounting? I mean, and then what's that uh, consulting look like, I guess? Yeah, so I mean, on one part of my business, I'm a keynote speaker. Yes. So I'm hired by conferences all over the country. So I spend a lot of time traveling, um, speaking, which I love meeting people mm -hmm. and and just being able to share experiences. We also offer courses through the B3 Method Institute. We have a Finding Balance course and we're launching our Intentional Time Management course. And these courses are 30 days where there's e-learning and then we meet once a week in intention set see what's working, what's not working, help each other. Um, and then we also go in and do firm retreats and consulting as well. The firm retreats, we do a whole wellness days. Uh, also, I teach yoga, I teach meditation, I chair yoga, all of that stuff. So we're able to incorporate all of that in. But our latest thing that we've been working on in the last couple of years is what I call workplace transformation, that work-life harmony is possible in this profession. And we have now um, developed a tried and true process, but it is a 12-month process. People have to dedicate the time and it has to be a partner mindset shift to do it, um, giving them all the guidance of the things they need to do each month over the next 12 months to start making these changes, get everyone involved in the firm, that you can transform the firm, you can get it to 45 hours or less a week. All of these things are possible, but it takes the work, the action plan, all the partners around it, all the leadership around it, the staff involved. And so that's been a big initiative for us is not just talking about it, but helping these firms to truly transform and we're seeing it and it's awesome. Yeah. Again, that is another thing I talk about all the time is that we probably are not as efficient with our time as we need to be. There's just so many interruptions. We let take control of our lives and our, our time that it is just, uh, you know, that's why we're working 60 hours plus during tax season when reality, like you just said, 45 hours is possible. And mm -hmm. I honestly, I know somebody who has done that. Uh, she's her entire firm 
maximum hours during tax seasons, 45 hours a week because of their time management that they put in place. So yeah. I feel like I want to go sit in these classes and hear everything you're talking about. This is a <laughs> man, this is great information. And that's up there already. That's this is a new 12 month program starting now. Are you filled up on that? Are people still signing up? We're getting close. So um, definitely if people are interested in it, we have a B3 Method Institute site, which is businessbalancebliss.com. And um, that's where our courses are. So we also do client advisory services courses to help transform those practices so that they can get better balance and also create a foundation to scale. So we have a number of courses to really change your business life to be able to achieve this work-life harmony that we want yep. so badly for all the thousands of accountants that are out oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> the millions. Of what, I think there's what, some mil, one point something million CPAs in the country or something. So yeah. Yes. And not even just CPAs, EAs, bookkeepers, accountants, yes. and, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. in the millions. Yeah. I mean, we definitely have people take the courses that aren't accountants for sure, yep. but the ones that are very focused on like, their accounting practices and, can see like their business is taking over them right. and they're not able to work on the business. They keep working in it and uh, really control the, you know, throttle <laughs> a little bit um, and make sure they're making money, you know, and not working around the clock and, and not getting the return that they had hoped to get. So, so this is something that we know if we can start at that foundation level, we can change mindset, we can change the workplace, you know, with all of that in mind. There was a note I just wrote down is changing the mindset because I think yes. that's a big part of it. Yeah, we're in this profession and we know we have to work 60 hours a week and we know that, and you don't, but that's what everybody thinks. And we have this, that's the one of the mindsets. The other mindset is, we have all the answers. We know the solutions. We want to help everybody. And therefore, we forget to help ourselves. I mean, that's how I see things too. And so mindset's the biggest thing. Now, when people bring you in, obviously there's somebody there leading it and they want this mindset change. Yeah. I assume the mindset change is a huge part of this whole thing, right? Yes. I mean, if it does not start from the managing partner and the partnership, yep. it can't work. And and this really goes to what you're saying about the focus on mindset shift really comes back to belief systems. And the reason we think that is because we got trained that way. Exactly. And that's the only exactly. way we know. And we think that's the billable hours, what equates to success, which actually drives pretty bad behavior most of the time or behavior that doesn't benefit the firm in total when you really drill into it. Yep. So if the mindset at the top can't be broken, it will never work. And so that's why with our programs, we're a facilitator. They have to lead it. And we are not leading it. We are there pushing from behind and giving them all the tools, the templates, the coaching, the training to be able to execute it. But if they can't do it themselves, if we try to do it for you and then walk out, the whole thing fails. And so everyone's got to be proud of what they come up with. And every solution and every firm is a little bit different, no matter if it's a framework that we go through, but you make it your own you know, at the end of the day with the ideas of the people in it and, and the partners, but also listening to the people that are the future of the firm, you know, and it is a different mindset than the people that have 
been there for 40 years and 30 years and so forth, mm-hmm. because that is the belief system they were trained on. But if they keep going down that path, they're just not going to have a firm. You know, they're either going to have to sell out or it's going to, you know, slowly dissipate away and they're going to be working until they're 90, which is not beneficial <laughs> either. So no. it is a very hard mindset change because it is breaking a belief system. Yeah, And it's something that in order to change a habit, which I talk about in the book, you have to repetitively do it every single day. And you actually are training your neural channels mm-hmm. because that is something that is hard set. You know, it's a belief system that you aligned to or whether you thought it was right. You know, a lot of the things that are going on today in the profession, I didn't feel different when I was an assistant accountant. (laughs) I didn't like doing a timesheet. I didn't, you know, you know, doing work that I didn't feel was valuable work. And, you know, all of the things that you hear today at that staff level or having clarity into what your career looks like long term that's not different. It's just now people are making decisions to not buy into it. And so that is a big thing. If you can't shift and understand that you're going to have to come to the middle, it's really going to affect the future of the firm. Yeah, I agree completely. And that's what you talked about is the whole timesheets and that it's, you know, uh, the the bad behavior is one just, you know, filling out timesheets, forcing things into into time to make sure that they, you you show that you were working X hours. But then how do we make more money? If we're billing by the hour for selling hours, we work more. And mm-hmm. so it just it incentivizes us to work more because that's how we make more money. And so there's just so many better ways, I think, to do this. It, yeah. It's all right. We're getting me on a, on my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> These are things well, I but just. The problem is when from a heart space, I think they love the client work. They love working with the clients. You know, like you said in the beginning, sometimes leave themselves last because they, yep. they do have a passion around it and don't mind working as many hours as they do. But part of the mindset shift is, well, you know, if you want to continue to do that, but you've got to figure out a way to not model it as a behavior, because even if you're doing that, then there's ways to do it behind the scenes, because if you are, then the staff thinks that's what they have to do to become a partner or to become a manager. And people don't realize how visible their behavior is. And, and then people make their own, you know, when I go in and talk to staff, they look at that and say, there's no way for me to manage my family and still grow with this firm. But if you talk to the partners, they're like, well, they saw me working on Saturday because I took Friday afternoon off. It's like, but they didn't know you took Friday afternoon off. Right. You need to be transparent yep. about that. It's not something we have to hide anymore. Yep. And that is really important so that people see that, yeah, you can have a life in these roles make a good living. But if people aren't seeing it, if they don't see the behavior modeled, it'll never happen. Yeah, that's, I've told the story before, but you know, I caught myself sending a Teams message out at eight o'clock at night or something like that, just because I wanted to get it out of my head. And then what happened? Immediately, I get a response. I'm like, oh, crap. I don't want people to think that they have to be responding to me at eight o'clock at night. That was so stupid of me to do that. And I'm still pissed. And I try not to do anything like that anymore. But yeah, because you model that behavior. They expect that that's the expectation that I have for them now. Yeah, it's little things like that can make a big difference in your work-life harmony. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we I could go on about the things that you're passionate about, I can tell, for a long time because of the same things that I'm passionate about as well. You know, making this profession better, making professionals better, making them better from a standpoint of just healthier physically, mm -hmm. mentally, you know make more work less all that stuff and so again we can go on with that forever but we're gonna to need to wrap up pretty soon so i wanted to talk about one thing and i meant to bring this up at the beginning because i recently saw this i think it was on linkedin where you just got and you can correct me the the right saying but uh you're you're a certified professional speaker mm -hmm. is that the designation did uh, i get uh, that right yeah certified speaking professional there you go so yes uh, that was a major undertaking and dedication to, to doing that. And it's one of those things too, that when I decided to have a professional speaking business, so I've always been a speaker. Mm -hmm. And when I worked in corporations, they would, you know, have me as the keynote or buy up a keynote slot, but I had never been on the other side of speaking, which is a hard business. It's a much different business than I, I could have imagined. Yep. And um, I decided to join a speaking organization, you know, just to learn more. And they put up this designation and talked about it and, you know, and what it takes to get it. And in my head, I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if someone puts something up as a certification, I have such a hard time not doing it. And I just kept saying, and then. People would ask me, no, I, I don't think. I would. <laughs> well, that didn't last. Yeah, this is the type A in me that, you know, you just have to be aware of it and accept it. So, exactly. But I do believe in any profession that you go into, it's important to support the associations. And this is why I volunteer so much with the AICPA and the Ohio Society. I'm on the board. And um, it is important to be involved you know, for speaking, this is my profession. And so that's why I got involved. And then, you know, their designation, you have to prove that you've had 250 live events over a five-year period and made a certain amount of money. And then you have to get a good portion of those events to give an endorsement within like a week's time. Like it is, wow. I mean, what my staff had to do to make this happen was unbelievable. And it's also what was just such an honor that so many of these conferences jumped in so fast and said, yeah, we're so happy to do this for you. So that meant a lot yeah. in that process. So, yeah, so it, it was crazy, but I, I'm really glad, you know, I'm always glad I do it. It's just <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm like, do I really have to go after that? Um, yes, but it's, it's just who I am. So <laughs> <laughs> no, understood. Well, when I saw that, I, I I looked it up. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do this. And I and I saw the 250, and I said, nope, I'm not doing yeah. this. <laughs> and they can't be free events, and they can't be. And so that's, that's right. paid. That doesn't right. count all the free stuff you do. And right, I mean, so if you get airfare and hotel to speak at some place, is that a paid event, or well, is that? And uh... I think that only counts depending on how many people are in the room. Like they okay. also it has they have to verify the number of attendees. And <laughs> oh wow! So no. it, it's a it's a pretty um, intense part, and then you have to submit a video for the committee. To evaluate you and it can't be edited it's just uh you know just yep. set the camera and go <laughs> so, 
there were many phases to this process. So I, I may not be uh, as type A as you, I guess, because I'm not going to go for this. Sort of, <laughs> no, I, I honestly want to to know, like, OK, you know, and, and when I first learned about it, I was like, yeah, not doing it. And then <laughs> but then it was always in my head because I was like, this is my chosen profession. You know, this is right. What what I'm doing and and you can do it over a 10 year period of time you just have to have five years over the 10 years but what i was really going for the five years and then what happens is COVID hits right right in the middle and so then the virtual ones didn't count oh really so i still had to prove it out with live conferences even with COVID right in the middle so it was crazy (laughs) yeah Well, maybe I'll have uh, somebody pay me every time I record a podcast, although that's a virtual. It's not going to work. I right. have enough to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we, we will. They really make it. There's no working around All it. Right. So. All right. Well, I'm glad that you got this. It sounds like Thank an awesome you. thing. Yeah. Uh, I won't be joining you in that uh, designation <laughs> at this point, but. Uh, uh, all right. Well, before we wrap up, I got to ask one question, which I think we already touched on at the beginning, and then we'll we'll get into some uh, just contact information. So, sure. final question. This is the question that everybody's got from day one of the podcast. But this question is extremely important to me, and that we already talked about how important it is. I we I think you agree. Is okay. So you do all this stuff, and and you you've got your speaking uh, certification now, a certification now, and you have everything else. But what do you do when you're not working? What's your passions? And and, and honestly, it's John Garrett's what you're in. But I was doing this before I met John Garrett. So, <laughs> so so what are your outside of work passions? And we already talked about a few. But yeah, so I'm a yoga instructor. I did get my spinning instructor certification this year too so I really enjoy just I love putting together playlists and I'm having that energy of a class and then I play bass guitar but the one thing I added to that is I started learning how to sing so um, I do an adult band program where each season we do a different genre of music and so the one that just ended which was in yeah, February, we had our concert. I sang some of those songs. So really? That was a new experience of pushing myself and something that's definitely not natural to me is the same, but putting that in place. So that I I have so many hobbies. <laughs> it's just having work, it just gets in the way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the type A goes into the hobbies as well. And you're, you're, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, well, that's awesome. I got one question on that. Did you take singing lessons then? Yes. All right. Yeah. So I have a vocal teacher that, and what was interesting is she really, a long time ago, she used to be a vocal teacher for my son. I gave her free yoga at my studio um, as a gift. And Mm -hmm. so she really got into yoga. And because of that, a lot of really training your voice has to do with breathing, breath work. And so we've been able to tap into the yoga breath right. that's been able to help me, which is pretty cool. Look at everything working together. It nice. does, yeah. Uh, um, so to that end, on my on my end of things, so I said to my wife the other day, we were sitting on the couch watching TV at some TV show, and I said, you know what? I think I want to try acting. And so maybe I do have a little yeah. type A in me. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's just, why uh, I think I love being in front of crowds. And so maybe yeah. it's something like that. I don't know if I'd well, be any you good. you also learn skills doing those things that end up helping you in other places. Right. And that's the cool thing. So I may look for some, uh, uh, I was, I, I started researching on Google yesterday if there's local, you know, uh, uh, coaches that'll help you with yeah. acting skills. I think, and like you said, I think that would help just in my presentations too. So, 
Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I might try then. Not the, I'm not going to get okay. certification, but maybe we'll try acting. All right. I think that's a good idea. All right. So this is awesome. I love talking with you. I assume people enjoyed it. I'm going to make, I'm going to tell them they enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, and, and if they want to find out more about the, the book, Amy Vedder, B3, anything else, the coaching, uh, where would they find the more information out? So we have two websites. AmyVetter.com has all my keynotes and the books as well. So there's a section for books with Disconnect to Connect. Disconnect to Connect will be on Amazon. And then uh, BusinessBalancebliss.com has all of our courses. It also has, if you want to sign up for virtual yoga, we do live virtual yoga classes every single day and have a recorded library of yoga so if you missed the live class you have that as well well i am in the middle or at the beginning of building out a yoga studio in my house so um <laughs> i'm gonna have to have the tv in there so i can get on the amy vetter awesome. yoga classes and uh and be Love part it. of that so well amy again thank you so much for being here today uh, this was everything i expected and i had a great time so thanks for being here thank you Thank you for joining us today on The Unique CPA. You can find the show notes for today's episode and learn more about Trimerit at theuniquecpa.com. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting app. And join us next time for more expertise and insights on The Unique CPA. Professionalproductions.net